Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Osiris. Hello and welcome to the Helping Friendly Podcast, your daily dose of what did fish do, did fish do it well, will we listen to fish again after what they attempted to do, did we have fun, did people in attendance have fun, what are we anxious about, all of these things, what shirts are we wearing, Jonathan what shirt are you wearing? Uh, I am wearing a highly desirable t-shirt from Passion House Coffee. It has a sloth on it. Very cool. I'm wearing a Mountains and Waves t-shirt. It's Mm non-green. It's Eddie Bauer, which is the only place I shop at for all of my clothes. Um, Megan, are you wearing a striped bodysuit here today or what do we it's have? It's not a bodysuit. It's a crop shirt, but it is striped, but it is not I a I don't know what a crop today. shirt is. Go on, go on. Okay. Well, it's a short shirt. Like it's short. Oh, it doesn't cool. go all the way down to your waist. See, now okay. you're learning about another type of shirt. That's like I a real 90s vibe, isn't it? Yeah. 
It is an Aisha. Yeah, you have daughters. You know, you know what a, a crop top is, Jonathan. I'm, Brian, you will know someday. I will Ingrid know will come out of her things. room when she's like 16 and you'll be like, what are you wearing? That shirt is only half a shirt. <laughs> and then you'll know what a crop top is. <laughs> will Brian be the guy who says, go put something on? Or we'd be like, oh, you look very nice. I don't only know, time will tell. I, I don't know. I what do you think, that Brian? Out. I will he tell you one thing. No. When my son was born, there was a lot of like, oh, this is so fucking cool. Like, we're going to do all these awesome things. When my daughter was born, there was like this immediate sense of protection that yeah. I was like, I, I like looked at everyone like, stay the fuck away. You know, like everyone, <laughs> nurses, family members, I was like, she is ours. Stay away. And that's like, I, I'm not a conservative dude. I'm not like trying to like, you know, keep her. It's in, very patriarchal you know. of you, man. It's incredibly, yeah, I get it. I, I'm just, I'm trying to just be honest here. I'm not trying to, you know, shy away from, from what's happening subconsciously, but that was my first sentiment. Mm -hmm. So like that does kind of freak me out. You know, I, I didn't break a lot of rules as a kid. Like I really wish I'd gone mm. back. I could go back and like break some rules that I know just like wouldn't actually have screwed me up and like would have been Breaking okay. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I did some, but like not a ton. And I remember when my brother-in-law had his first, uh, he has two daughters and he broke every single rule in my wife's family. Like every single rule. He was the <laughs> oldest. He paved the way for everyone. And my mother-in-law said to him, you are in for it. You've got daughters. You're in for it, and she was so happy that he was about to him. get paid back. Yeah, she she was like, "You're you're screwed." Um, but we're not here to talk. This is not parent corner. This is I, fish I know it, but corner. I gotta I gotta say, yeah, to reassure you, Brian, both of my daughters could kick my ass, so yours will be mm. fine. Be that fine. is Just that is them, the yeah. My daughters awesome are fierce too. That is the that is the sentiment that I'm hoping for. I, I like that vibe. I could get my ass kicked by my daughter and that'd be a good thing. Um, what a quote for a podcast on a Saturday morning. We are here at the Helping Friendly <laughs> Podcast to talk about Fish's first night in Bethel, New York. The grand return to Bethel. This is a venue that they played at to open up the summer 2011 tour. It is, I would argue, for a venue that the band had only played three nights before this, one of like the, I say overhyped in a complimentary way because i think that fans across the fish spectrum for a variety of reasons were like why the hell aren't you going back by all accounts it's mm -hmm. gorgeous it's in this beautiful part of new york it's got a ton of history involved they played the bethel tech waves there they played the bethel waves there i am on record on this podcast and others and wherever you follow me if you do i don't i don't know if any of you do but I think 528-2011 is one of the five best shows the band played before the Fuck Your Face show. It is just perfectly constructed. It's beautiful. It's just such a vibey show. I was supposed to be at these shows. I'm just going to mm. throw that out there. I had That's tickets sad. for them, and I ended up selling them because I'm going to later shows this summer. Uh, I sold them to my brother, who is there. If you're at the shows, look for a happy and jolly, uh, basically the opposite of me, running around on a head full of and having like the greatest time of his life, probably wearing a bolo tie and like a big hat. That is his vibe. Um, it's a good vibe. See what up, Texas. Kevin Hogan? What? He wants to be in times. Um, <laughs> Kevin Hogan says, what up party people? And I think that that's a great moment to oh, yeah. shout out. Hi Kevin. Hey Kevin. Plus. 
We want to we want to shout out our friends at Wook Plus. They have incredible content. They, there are two places that you can find Wook Plus throughout tour. One, the lot is a pre-show show from Wook Plus that goes Wednesdays through tour about an hour or so before the band comes on stage. They go live. They have a bunch of people on the show. Talk about what's happened in the fish community. Talk about how the tour has been. But then Kevin Hogan, the man, the myth. I don't know if there's a legend about him. We're still figuring that out. But I he is a man. Be. There is a legend myth. Legend has. There is a legend. Legend has. There is a man. There is a myth. Uh, the After Fish After Show that Kevin Hogan hosts, which goes live 15 minutes post-show. You can watch both of these either on Wook Plus on Twitter at Wook Plus, or on YouTube, search Wook Plus and put in the word P-L-U-S connected to Wook. Our good friend who's on the screen right now, Mr. Jonathan Hart, will be on Wook Plus, I believe, this evening, unless you've forgotten. Tonight, yes. Tonight. Tonight. Ooh. I'll be there. I, I, um, I made some iced coffee, some cold brew, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink that later, and so I will be awake like unreasonably awake by the time the show ends. <laughs> Dig it. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a good hang. It's going to be That's a ton awesome. of fun. Kevin Hogan can't wait. And we cannot wait Same. for it either. I will be watching. I uh, I built a fire last night and was hanging out watching the show outside. I think I'll do that again tonight and watch some Jonathan Hart on, on YouTube, which I'm really stoked about. Um, <laughs> we should also tell you, we have two incredible guests who are just hanging out patiently backstage waiting for us. Um, one of which made a lengthy drive post show. We are so thankful that he was able to get up this morning and join us. The other is in an is in the days in. She is hanging out. She is rocking out. She finally got into the show. She was able to get settled, enjoy herself. We're going to dive into all of this with both of them. We have David Early and Jen Moore. You can see both of them uh, here shortly. You can find them on Twitter, Dave at at Dave underscore Early. And Jen Moore at Row Jenny. We'll get to having them on the show here in one sec. We do have to tell you, though, we have some really, really important and exciting information. Meg, do you want to tell us about our first sponsor and what's going on with them? I'd love to. Passion House Coffee. We are powered by a few things here at Osiris, and one of those is coffee. And now it's really exciting because we have our own blend. We have the Ocean of Osiris. And you can visit passionhousecoffee.com to get some of this coffee and some of their other coffee today. And you can use the code OSIRIS and you're going to get free shipping. And we also have a contest that a lot of you might know about where we are giving away free bags of Ocean of Osiris coffee every time Fish plays an ocean song. And so anytime you hear a song, you can tag Osiris Pod and Passion House Coffee on Twitter and use the hashtag Ocean of Osiris and you're going to get a bag of coffee if you're one of our random winners selected. And today we have a grand prize winner because last night they played Gula Papyrus and that was our grand prize song. And so today we have a grand prize winner. And that winner is Reba Alliance. And they are at Twitter at AL a long story. Oh, that's cool. I just figured that out. Okay. It's a long story, but with a zero instead of an O. And um, they have won coffee with RJ and with Tom Marshall on Zoom. So we're going to reach out to you and set that up. That's really cool. And now yeah. we have a new song that's actually going to be our grand prize. And that song is something Jonathan's ready to hear and probably going to play at Raleigh, I'd say. 
sea and sand. Oh man, I want to see that so bad. So good. I'm ready. I've been so saving good. tears for years that I will expel when I hear that song. That's me. Okay. But with Albuquerque, we're the same way. <laughs> Albuquerque has nothing to do with water. So sea and sand. No, it doesn't. It's, it's kind sea of the opposite. Sea and sand. <laughs> sea and sand mm-hmm. So congratulations. Place. To Reba Alliance. Yeah. We'll be in touch with you about setting up that Zoom call. That should be awesome. And yeah, man, Passion House. Jonathan's wearing a shirt. We love Passion House. We got a message I here. Had some in this morning. I had some Ocean of Osiris blend when I woke up today. Good, good friend That's of great. the pod, Dave Schlesinger. Love Passion House. Love, right love Passion House. So right there Thanks, with David. you. Right there with you guys. Um I want to tell you guys about three upcoming events, and then we are going to get to the show here. First and foremost, Atlantic City. What a great song. Also supposedly a great city. Also like a great place for fish to play. We are going to be there. Osiris Live plus HF Pod Live at the Anchor Rock Club on Saturday, August 6th and Sunday, August 7th. Saturday, we've got John Barber of the Disco Biscuits playing an acoustic set. We'll be doing some interviewing. We'll be doing some recapping of the Friday night show at Atlantic City on the beach. That big stage, thousands of fans hanging out there. Sunday, August 7th, we'll have an auction benefiting the water wheel. And at that show, we will be giving away, we'll be auctioning, excuse me, fish vinyl, posters, shirts, and other hard-to-find memorabilia. We want to thank Tonewood Brewing, our sponsor for the Ardmore event that happened this past week. They will be uh, teaming up with us for the Anchor Rock Club event here as well. We want you to get your tickets at osirispod.com slash osirislive. And while you're there, hang out and buy some tickets for our live show on Thursday, August 11th at the Cooperage in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We'll be hosting an event with music and conversation featuring Riley Walker, one of the best singer-songwriters around. Love, love, love this dude. Um, He's amazing at interviewing. He's amazing at playing guitar. He's amazing at writing songs. He's amazing at show banter. He's amazing at jamming. There's so much there. Um, Get your tickets at OsirisPod.com slash OsirisLive. That's Thursday night before the Alpine Run. Come hang with us. Uh, in Milwaukee. The space that we're going to be at, the Cooperage, actually does bus shuttles from Milwaukee to Alpine for fish shows. So if you're in Milwaukee for the shows, if that's where you're staying, perfect place to get a hang-in, and then the next day, go there to get your ride to and from Alpine. And then finally, we are going to end the summer with a show at Larimer Lounge here in Denver, Colorado, Wednesday, August 31st. Music and conversation featuring Taper's Choice. Jonathan and I will be conducting an interview with the members of the band. I'm so stoked for that. And then when we get to walk off stage, you know, like we'll probably crowd surf off stage. Honestly, like that's been like a long time dream of mine. Probably gonna <laughs> just like dive into ahead. the crowd and I'm doing it. That's we will amazing. then hang out while Taper's Choice plays an incredible set of music. So very, 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 very excited. All of those shows can be you can buy tickets at osirispod.com slash Osiris Live. I think that it's time for us to get to the show. It's it's been long it's enough. Let's time. do this. Yeah, let's we're gonna do welcome it. on. We're gonna we're gonna do it right now. We're gonna welcome on Mr. David Early and Miss Jen Moore. How are you guys doing today? Hey guys. Hey guys, how's it What's going? Happening? What's going hey, on? 
Hey, you guys. know, just uh, raging the kitchen at the Days Inn in Liberty, New York, because it's the only quiet spot. I, you know, got like a, a room full of people and unmentionables, so I figured it was better to come down to the lobby. <laughs> How's the continental breakfast? Hey, you have like I waffles. Make, I didn't make it. Um, it was only Good until for you. nine. It was only until nine. Uh, we went to the diner next door, and they were overwhelmed and understaffed. And so it was lovely to sit with my friends, but we did sit there for like two hours. You know, mm. but Ooh, I've yeah. been there. But it's okay. Like, how much do I want the omelet? I mean, Coffee what else am I doing? Yeah, just I actually just went out to the counter like after a while because they just were stressed, you know. And yeah, and it's fine. They're just busy. You know how we can be when we show up someplace, we overwhelm, overwhelm, overwhelm the locals. <laughs> David, how are you doing? I know that you had a uh, you had a drive in and out of uh, of Bethel. Are you making the drive again here tonight? Uh, unfortunately, I have work stuff to do, so mm. it better be the worst show of tour tonight. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a fair thing yeah. to say. I said that about Banger because we skipped. <laughs> yeah, everybody feels that way. But no, it, was, it, was, it wasn't a bad drive. It's really scenic of course, on yeah. the way there. And then uh, getting back last night, I mean, it's it's a closer drive than going down to the man was, to where I'm at. Mm-hmm. So it was it's, it's wasn't bad at all. I'm guessing like the closest show to you being in Scranton was Reading like 10 years ago. Is that right? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm only in Scranton temporarily for work. So I normally live okay. in Austin, Texas. So the closest shows to me are get on a plane and go really far away. <laughs> unless yeah. they, unless they play that amphitheater in Austin like once every five years type of thing. Yeah, tw- twenty eighteen was actually my last show in Texas, uh, the last time you oh, came wow. to Texas. Wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. Well, let's um let's get into it. you guys. We were talking before we went live here. You guys both had very different experiences going into the show, and I want to get a sense from you all because this venue is just. It looks amazing. They did not webcast back in 2011, this venue, um, but they webcasted it here uh, tonight. And just like even before they came on stage, the camera was on stage looking out at the lawn and it just looked so lush, so beautiful. So to set the table here, we want to ask you all about the vibe of the show. And the vibe of the show segment is sponsored by our good, good, good friends at Section 119. Section 119 is the premier apparel brand where many fans shop to represent their favorite band in everyday life. With sophisticated designs and epic quality, Section 119 offers donut-inspired button-down shirts, board shorts, dry-fit polos, and hoodies, among many many more awesome clothing types. Want to encourage fans on the screen, you can see this. Visit section119.com and use code SUMMER22 for 20% off your next purchase. Again, that's 20% off your next order with code SUMMER22. So David, starting with you, tell me driving in, getting to the venue, walking in, what was the, the overall vibe of the show like from your perspective? Uh, I thought it was like a really like nice laid back uh atmosphere so like especially after uh after philly i feel like that's like a really like rowdy crowd you know um i feel like the something about the pastoral setting and just like the 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 great uh scenic views from the venue i think just add to this overall like more mellow vibe at bethel woods it's kind of what i've always gotten i mean i Mm -hmm. how far does anyone can anyone tell me offhand how far is Bethel from where they play like Magna Ball and Super Ball and unnamed it's ball because about, I don't want to hurt Jonathan? It's about, it's, it's about three hours. Um, okay. Probably. I mean, maybe a little bit less depending on which way you go, but you kind of have to, you know, you can't get there from here. So 
Um, you would just take Route 17 up to Binghamton and or and mm. then drive up through Ithaca maybe and hit the Finger Lakes. So about like two to three hours, not far. Um, For whatever reason, I thought it was closer, but I guess that's the upstate New York from an outsider New York, standpoint. New York, is, yeah. New York, yeah. <laughs> but New it's York like got state. that same like farmland, lush, green, beautiful vibe to it that, that that whole area does, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I grew up in, I grew up in between actually here. I grew up pretty close to Rockland's Glen. Um, oh, cool. And so not on the Finger Lakes, but it is. It's very lovely. Um, like David said, it was, you know, uh, it's beautiful to come here. It's really rural. It's really strange. You get off the highway and then you just sort of have to take all of these different little tiny backcountry roads. I don't know how we did it before we had GPS. Um, like last <laughs> night after lost. the show, yeah. we just kind of drove until we figured out where the road was again. Like, yes, yeah. I don't know. Follow the you know, crowd. It was, um, like after the show, we take the back way out um, so we can miss a little bit of the traffic. And it is like, you know, windy country roads and not like county roads with a number even. It's like, you know, farmhouse road way. But we made it. I love we that. had a driver. We have, you have to have a driver here. Um, you do. Unless you're, unless you're staying at one of the campgrounds really nearby that provides a shuttle or you have someone like David who's willing to um, just hustle home after the show. Driving um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's uh, we're at the closest hotel. We're at the Days Inn in Liberty. Um, I would like to say we're on the ground level floor. There is a basement level. I'm really glad we're not down there. Um, were they rooms? I've never yeah. heard of that. That is creepy. Those are like hundreds. Yeah, and um, but we're 14 miles and we're the closest hotel. There's lots of yeah. Airbnbs. Most people do that, you know, like mm-hmm. rent a big, beautiful country house and and we did that the last time when Fish, we came in, in 2011 when Fish played. Um, actually, my daughter was a year and a half when we brought her. <laughs> and it's a perfect venue. It is it is so beautiful, the spot. Like We, we also came here for Dead & Company at the beginning of July and um, brought my husband's stepfather, who hadn't seen the dead since 86. So that was wow. really lovely, too. You know, to, you know, it is. It's very pastoral. You know, it's like big rolling hills and the site itself, they've done a really nice job um, keeping it very rural, but also having all of the historical stuff around. You know, there's um, a tremendous amount of musical energy existed here at one point, And that's been so um, monumental for the whole festival industry. There'd be no, right? Like Woodstock's like the original festival. So yeah. it's, it's, it is really good energy here in Buffalo for sure well and it really seems like the band like getting into the first set here it really seems like the band now four shows running across an 11 year period in time that when they step on the stage something kind of overtakes them you know you you can really hear it in the tech rehearsal that they released on lp on lp last summer you know there's that brilliant part before they start playing waves where trey turns to page and goes do you want to play a jammy song page just goes i do and then they play for 28 minutes and it's this like beautiful gorgeous jam but i got the sense again last night um they they come out on stage just about a half an hour after ticket time and when they walk out they go golgi sample my soul gumbo in a sod again timber meat lawn boy my friend my friend gula papyrus brian and robert and walk away David, starting with you, it's a pretty lengthy first set. A lot of songs that, personally, I feel like if you looked out on paper, you'd be like, do I need to listen to this? And then mm-hmm. you dive in, and there's 
so much there. What was your highlight, David, from from the from the first set of this show? Oh, uh, definitely the sample. Um, being in the second song slot and just being sampled in a jar, you don't expect it like a little like good Trey solo, and then they're gonna wrap it up. But yeah. Like, moment. And uh, Jenna could probably speak to this as well. Like the, the moment that you could tell it was starting to go somewhere, like the, the, it clicked with the crowd and everybody was like, yes. <laughs> That's the best. It's really wild as well because like, so Sample had that really famous moment on Jam Filled Night where mm-hmm. they kind of play this joke. They called the night Jam Filled. They open up with Sample, the most predictable, straightforward opener ever. And then they jam it. I mean, it's and then it troll. happened to- and like you can like see him smiling on screen and like the crowd just loses their mind. Um, And then they do it again at Santa Barbara and they, they don't finish it. It's just like this. They, they jam it out into the little squirrel, I believe. But last night was like, that was the first time that we got not just a sample jam, but like that could have gone on for another six or seven minutes. It felt like that was, that was unbelievable. What did you guys all think of that? Well, don't forget that the, the Golgi also had a jam in it. Oh, yeah. That right? is like, that. Hmm. That, is like, my... that was the opener. And I was like, oh, this is fun. I love the song. It's good. Like, it makes everybody happy. It's high energy. It gets the show going. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I think this Golgi is a little bomb. Like, yes. Yeah, what's, he, what's he doing there? It's like the in the first, like, the build that usually leads to I Saw You. Yeah. Well, it did lead to it. But you could hear Trey was like, not mm-hmm. staying on target a little he was like trying to stray and then he that went there just... with the rest of the band and then he's like no 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 we're doing something else for a minute and oh it's so I satisfying like, well i like that they're trying different things right like i know people have strong opinions about slow maze i have a great opinion about it but like <laughs> Same. they're like 40 years into their career these songs are like i don't know how what era golgi is but it's at least 30 years old and they're trying new things with it still like they're trying new things with maze, they're trying new things with sample, and so um, I think that's just amazing. Yeah, they're so yeah. playful. I thought this was like a triumphant opener. I just felt like it was yeah. such a. I mean, they haven't played it in a while anyway, and then just to come out and play this like old school 1.0 song and just jam it and just make everybody like just sit up and take notice. I thought and it was then, awesome. And then the jam, the sample. I really was not expecting that at all. I was. I've not been present for any of the. Jammed out samples, and I have to say, I, I give it like you know, like a triple thumbs up. It's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> this it was, was a pretty gorgeous sick. jam too. It was stunning. It was like pretty and melodic, and mm-hmm. just had a beautiful transition back into the song too. It was just really pretty, really well done. One of the things that's so interesting about Fish is when you first get into them, there's so much to learn. There's so much of a language to learn. There's so many eras to be understanding and jamming styles to get and. If you listen to a show from 1998, how does that sound different from a show from 2003 or 2015? But then as you like listen to this band and like so many diehard fish fans, I think everybody goes through a period where it's like the only band you listen to and you just like keep listening to fish shows over and over again. But at some point you get to a point where you're like, I don't know if I'm going to be surprised by this band anymore because I've, (laughs) I've listened to so much and like, I feel like I know so much and I feel like moments like last night, the Golgi, the sample, the gumbo, the timber, I had texts coming from friends who know an insane amount about this band who've seen so many shows that were just rife with confusion. 
And I feel like that like <laughs> element of being confused by fish 30, 40 years in, wherever you are as a fan, mm-hmm. is like one of the coolest things that they can keep doing to us. The best. You, goal, don't, right? you don't know you don't know what's yeah. gonna happen right or like yeah. even like like i saw it again on the opposite you know like i saw it again started in right like that's one of the nastiest dirtiest weird creepy carnival songs that fish plays kind of like esther actually i feel that way it's really pretty but really creepy um you know and so i just assumed it after the sample it would be like this big long i saw it again i said it was just like very tight and compact intense i saw it again yeah, that's, that was almost like an exclamation point at the end of the. Right, yeah. totally. Yeah, I totally like that. Yeah, it's a totally. really also, good way to put it. Also, the first repeat of tour. Yeah. Had they played it yet? Had they played they, it? Yeah. Because we didn't. We weren't mm-hmm. sure if anything was. Yeah. Repeat but it sounds like they found thing. their way there again after that gumbo. Like it, it didn't mm-hmm. sound like they planned it. It sounded like no. they landed and saw it again after that gumbo, which I'm sure we'll talk about. It's fine. Yeah, because they gap on that song. They could play, they could play it. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. They found saw it again out of Weekapog, right on night one in Great Lakes. That's right. That's yeah. right. The standalone Weekapog. It was the same sort of vibe where like yeah. they're playing sure. gumbo, and I'm like I'm losing my mind. The same oh. way I lost my mind when they were jamming ACC bag at the man. The same way I was losing my mind when they're jamming sample and gold gap apparatus. I'm like, oh, this is happening. I'm texting, you know, Megan's been asking for a jammed out gumbo as long as she's been on this podcast. And we're yeah. like, I'm, it's all caps text. That's all I can send. I, I just like, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't it's emphasize my feelings anymore other than that. And then they go into saw it again. And it's like, of course, if you're going to do a repeat, this is like the perfect first repeat to do because nobody's expecting it. It just like flows in such a really cool way. Um, what else, Jonathan, what were some of your highlights? What was your big highlight from set one? Well, I think Golgi is my big highlight from set one. I mean, the sample jam is great, and the, I, I do not intend to take away from anything else, uh, but I just think that that is such a special moment. You, like, you can really hear mm-hmm. Trey pushing against the structure uh, before the big build, and they, they hit the peak, and then and then he's like, now I'm not, I'm really not playing this song straight anymore, and you, you <laughs> take it just, and it's not super long, uh, but it's really entertaining. Also, I really um, want to talk just a hair more about that gumbo jam and transition yes, slot again. Mm-hmm. As I was listening to it this morning, I was playing my guitar along with it, and as I've said on here, Full disclaimer: I'm terrible at that shit, but it's fun and it helps me kind of focus. Listen, understand. So I could hear the the shift, and you know, before that, I saw it again. Track kind of kicks in. You can definitely you can hear them start playing that descending thing. Trey starts it. Everybody follows along, and then they're like, "Oh, we're gonna do that." And they mm-hmm. fiddle around for a moment more, and then they start the song and it's rad. They just kind of find their way really kind of organically into it. It's, it's really fun. Out of and, a and also sick jam too. I mean, that out. gumbo jam. Yeah. I'm sorry, Megan. I want to hear all your, no, all go ahead, Jonathan. Gumbo jam, but just shout out to Brian and his puppies who got uh, the first Brian and Robert in like uh, almost 40 shows, I think 39 mm-hmm. shows. Was it 40 shows? When was the last one? I'm yeah. Wow, 39 show gap really? was September 1st last year. The Gula was a 66 show gap while we're throwing out numbers. So, wow. Wow. That makes sense. That was the first Gula of 4.0. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So, Meg, you've been wanting a gumbo. Was that your highlight of the set? And what were your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, it was. I mean, I thought the set had a lot of great moments that we've talked about, but I definitely feel like that gumbo just totally blew my mind. And it's very clear that the guys listen to the pod now. I mean, I think we have proof. So thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. It sounded amazing. It was funky. It was rich. It was like a warm, gooey, like just baked brownie. It was just what I wanted a gumbo jam to be. I would have been happy if it kept going, but I was super happy that they landed and saw it again. They sounded like they were having a blast. So I can't wait for the next jammed out gumbo. It's going to be even better. Everything that everyone's speaking of is right in my wheelhouse. And my my <laughs> highlight, though, it, it was the Golgi along with you, Jonathan. I don't want to be too agreeable with you this early in the show. But, um, you know, yes, you I, it was it was. Yes, I do. It was this moment where, like, ev- like I said, everyone was confused in my text threads. And I went on Twitter and people were losing it. Like when you go on Twitter during a fish show and Scott Marks is losing his mind five minutes yeah. in your show, you know that something really significant has happened. The best. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm not hearing things. And I've gone back and I've listened to it at least three times this morning. It's only like 45 seconds. But to me, and this gets me into a question I want to ask the group here. This trend kind of started last year, it felt like. Um, I was at the Chula Vista shows and they open up the show with Fluffhead. And out of Fluffhead, they start jamming. The first significant Type 2 Fluffhead since um, uh, Alpine 99, 724.99. Then they go into NICU, and that's 17 minutes. And then uh, in the second set, they play free, and that's 17 minutes. And it's got this crazy big jam on it. They were doing it. Axilla Part 2 went 20 minutes mm. last year. Your Pet Cat went 15 minutes. This like trend has continued into this year, and especially this first part of this tour, where ACDC Bag is suddenly returning as a jam vehicle. And last night, we get, out of all the songs, they're like, maybe Lawn Boy is the craziest, but it was also played on <laughs> jam-filled night. And so it's like, all right, I get it that you're playing, but it's a 30-minute Lawn Boy. Like, are you freaking kidding me? So jam out Golgia apparatus seems like one of those things that I never thought would ever happen because there's so many composed elements to it. So I want to ask the group, Jen, I'll start with you. What is a song that you never thought before would ever jam, ever, 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 that you want to hear Fish jam out on this tour? It's funny. You asked me to think about this question, and I, so I've been thinking, like, what are the short little songs that I love the most that I always want to hear the most? And actually, it sounds weird, but Buffalo Bill would be my choice. Interesting. Weird rhythm <laughs> like, awesome. to go out of? Like, that could be really I mean, cool. I, I really would like to hear that song anyway, and so I was like, oh, well, that should be the song. I generally try to go in just, like, you know, open-minded. No expectations. Not, 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 not have, just be happy. I'm going to be happy either way. So, um, although, yeah. Um, and let's not forget about like the Haley's Comet though from the other night too at, in Philadelphia. With also, Philadelphia, it was also a Haley's. jam. There was also a jam. So there's a lot of possibility. Well, um, I think about Steep from the Baker's yes. Dozen that went for 12 mm-hmm. minutes and was yep. a stunning jam. Mm-hmm. Um David, what about you? Do you have any songs that you think Fish would never have jammed in the past that you'd love to hear a jam off of now? Well, it's it's not that it's never happened before, but on the way there, I was listening to some Summer 98 highlights on my drive, which included uh, the famous Riverport show. So it's got the great bathtub gen opener. And then the second set opener is Buried Alive that goes for like 14 minutes, which nice. is easy to forget about that. Um, nice. And so that would be great. That would be great if it was a show opener buried alive the crowd's already into it and then it just shifts into like a deep type two jam 
Like that people would go crazy. That's such a good call. It's such a great call because that that version unfortunately gets buried with the Riverport Gin as you're talking about, right. like mm-hmm. the best opener they've ever played, and then they open set two with a 14 minute buried alive, and nobody talks about it for that <laughs> reason. Understandably overshadowed by the one of the very much yeah. so. maybe the so. second or third best uh, <laughs> bathtub gin. So it's fair. Mm-hmm. We've got a shout out here from. Joseph Kappen, who was Ooh. at 729.98 and knows exactly what you're talking about, David. That is, that is such a moment. <laughs> Jonathan, what do you got? I have a newer song. I mean, there's really, to me, any song. They, could, they can and should jam any song at all. That would be great. But one of the newer songs that I think I'd really like to hear them jam on and just kind of go off from the end is uh, I Never Needed You Like This Before. That song rips, and I just want them to keep ripping and just go. Yeah, and the roots should come, and and also, and the roots should come. Just quest love walk out on stage, and yes, because that was like the the, that was like right. That was so good, so good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'd like to see Fish take that somewhere, um, and I'd be curious to see where it is twenty minutes on. There are not a lot of moments that make me say, man, I wish we could go back to 2020, but the Trey performance <laughs> with The Roots, it was like the first oh live TV performance since the pandemic had started. And Trey's hair is like down to his so chin. Fun. It's just like all crazy. over his face. And he it's just like him the and The Roots just ripping it up with a song that like would not have been written had the pandemic no. not happened. Like that is all those lonely trip songs came out of that era. And it was like, that was such a unique moment that will probably hopefully never be repeated again. Um, Megan, what do you got? I'm going to go opposite. Mine's like a really old song and I th- it's horn. Oh, I just love this song so much. And there's one time they stretched it out a little bit in 1998 in Oregon, 715, yeah. but I think it could go like into some cool, like ambient, like really spacey Brian Brinkman type jam. <laughs> I, I love that, that. That is like entirely the opposite of what I just called for. Yeah, and I would love that <laughs> so much. That would just be so good. I mean, I almost it's said Brian and Robert actually. <laughs> Ooh, that would be really interesting. Be pretty. We all know what that would sound very like. Very pretty. Mm-hmm. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to like the pretty stuff too. You know, like I, I call them. Like I feel like people get stuck on what I on what I call like the, the boner jams. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, is that okay to say on a podcast? You know what yeah, I mean? Though, but like, sure. it's a big, heavy, peaking. You know, just like cycle of cycle, building, yeah. building. Yeah, like I love the boner jams too. But like the pretty stuff that fish does. Like, you know, some of the composed beautiful stuff, like Divided Sky or Esther or The Lizards, all of, there's a lot of variety in the music. And I love that idea of Brian and Robert. I we like, mean, we like Brian and Robert. Here. Yeah, I like all of it too. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Jim. Give, give it all to me. Whatever you want. You hear a lot about evil fish and bliss fish and different uh, adjectives, but you don't hear enough about pretty fish. It doesn't get enough mm-hmm. credit. Yeah. Pretty That's fish. Really so true. So, yeah, there's so much of it too. Like, and that I version mean, of Brian and Robert, it felt very slow and spacious last night. And it like, pretty. it was such a good, I imagine in the venue that felt like just like a breath of fresh air at the point in the yeah. set that it came. Well, it's been really hot in the pavilions. Like, I don't know where David, where you were sitting last night, but we had a you know mid-level pavilion and um, 
great was the pavilion we actually had to like leave during the set a couple of times it was getting so hot inside yeah. and it felt the same and i was outside and moat you know doing like a little look shit in the moat um <laughs> you know during brian and robert but it was like spacious and airy and sometimes you need to just change your location a little bit to make it yeah. to be able to enjoy like work that pretty stuff like an too. atmospheric cool down mm-hmm. yes yeah. exactly exactly well, we've got a great suggestion from a listener here fast enough for you which mm-hmm. i think is right yeah, around what we're talking about here i was thinking about this and thank you brett great great friend of the podcast um last year the 1028 show the the numbers show they jammed out ever so slightly but kind of in the same style as golgi they jammed out two versions of uh two versions of me and I was like, if this band is jamming ballads, this is a sign that they are on another level right now. That's right. And that is something like the dead used to do that. Like there's a lot of yeah. really great grateful dead jam songs. Like he's gone. Or what? Is Warfrat. Like, like these are songs that like get stretched out, but they're a ballad. And so Road like Jimmy. the band plays this beautiful, beautiful song, Road Jimmy, this beautiful <laughs> song. Broke and then pushed it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me more. Um, but right, like, so fish, right, like, like, right, like, like fish is known for the boner jams, right? Do you know what I'm saying? And like, so I think yeah, we like should, as a fan base, with disease or whatever, you right, know? right, it's focus all great, some attention on the but... pretty stuff too, because it is quite beautiful and intricate, and they're playing just as intensely and concentrating just as hard to make that pretty quiet music. Right, it's harder. It's, not, it's, it's harder. Not hard. It's like, we- you know, comedy and drama, right? Like, mm-hmm. comedy is harder. It's more delicate, more nuanced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we calling for a 40-minute Beneath the Sea of Stars right here? Is that what we're asking? Anyway, my fish is dark, sir? Yes, yes please. Yes. <laughs> but Brian, what is your call? I'm so curious. I've had this call for a long time, and uh, it's my dream that they take the ending of Bouncing Around the Room, the where they're just like kind of going around in cycles, and you're listening to it, and you're expecting the boop and like the song to end, and instead Trey no kind bump. of like transitions a little bit, and they just keep that that thing like cycling out from the song, mm. and suddenly Mike hears it, and Paige maybe moves over to the synths, and Fishman starts playing a different beat, and within like 90 seconds, we're not in bouncing around the room anymore, but it's still bouncing around the room, and you look at your phone after the show, and you're like, holy shit, they played a 17 minute bounce around the room, like you want to lose the entire minds of the fans base potentially shut down the entire internet because people are freaking out jam out bounce around the room let's do it you heard it here boys part about that idea is that it you know the sound of mm, a percentage a notable percentage of the audience when they start bouncing is the sound of you know people heading for the bathroom or whatever that totally happens they're wrong but that's fine you know there's everybody's got their bathroom songs but so many people are like like oh bouncing you know it'll be six minutes i love bouncing i love bouncing too but you know who I'm talking about. They're out there. Yeah, of Might course. even be some of your I know party. who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> and, um, and this will really, this, this will show them. This will and show them. It's, it's the same effect that Sample in a Jar opening um, Jam Filled Night and also yeah. being the second song yeah. last night. And like when that is a song that when it starts, people are like, cool, I got five minutes. I'm going to run to the bathroom. I'm going to run, grab yep. a drink, and I'll be back in my seat. I'm not going to miss much. And then they jam those songs out, and people start to suddenly say, crap, I can't leave. It's sample in a jar. Like the 
goal of a fish show should be that you never can leave your seat and you have to like <laughs> sit there and just be like, okay, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm waiting. I'm it's waiting. It's going to result in a lot of dehydration act incidents. That's a good and, uh, <laughs> and, but then you don't get that. Then you don't get the change in, you know, environment for a song like Brian or Robert. Can I make this my confession true. about what my bathroom song is? Everyone is going to hate me. Yeah, you sure can do it. it. I don't really care for Tila too much. Oh, it's God. a pretty, it's a pretty song. But I, see, I told you, I told you. I mean, it's a pretty song, but I'm like, yeah, oh, wait. sweet. Uh, let me go refill the water. I'll be right back. Well, you'll be the only so, one out there, so that's a good time to go. Then. I'm sorry. Cool. I'm sorry. No, I don't know if I can admit. Song. I don't know if I can admit my bathroom song at this point. Um, Tweezer. No, you're gonna hate me. You, you specifically are gonna hate me, and I can explain myself. I think it's yes. I think it's very similar to what you're talking about, where you know that nobody's gonna be in the bathroom. No one's gonna be in the drink line, so you can run there, take care of your business, and be back in your seat. Yeah, be that quick. It's funky, bitch. That's okay. What, Brian? Okay. I knew someone was gonna hate me. It's okay. It's okay. Mine's about to run. About to pee. I can be back before the jam. You know, I also do that. It used to be Mountains in the Mist. I used to say, oh, they played Mountains and I pissed. Um, But um, I really like that song now a lot more than I used to. It's so good. You know, Mercury is a really good one because you can make it through the beginning. You can run out. And and then you can be back. And you can be back for the the really good part. Well, now that we are talking... You now that we're, this is, you, you, you're right there with me, dude. We do this yeah. all the time. Um, this, this is, now that we're talking bathroom breaks, we have moved into the set break portion of the show. So set break is a very specific, unique, awesome, amazing thing about jam band shows and about fish shows. We want to tell you first and foremost about our sponsor for the set break segment. Jonathan, do you want to tell us about Sunset Lake CBD? Do I? Let me click to the right <laughs> tab. Um, Sunset Lake CBD's line of smokable hemp products are for the old deadhead, howdy, or young fish fan searching for a mellow body high. Smoking CBD has all the benefits of high THC cannabis without the paranoid and anxious side effects. Uh, With nine different strains from this year's harvest, there is something for everyone. Uh, The Hawaiian Haze is awesome for an outdoor show, like it's a Bethel. Uh, the cherry abacus is best for the end of the night and all of the flowers grown, cured and trimmed by Sunset Lake CBD farmers. The, uh, even better, the Sunset Lake CBD's farm to table approach gets you great pricing on premium CBD flour by shipping directly from their farm to your door. Um, look, I love this stuff. I've literally just spent the past several minutes, uh, putting on their hemp salve on my hands while we've been talking because, you know, my hands start to ache. I put that on. Um, so you should check them out today at www.sunsetlakecbd.com. Use the coupon code HFPOD for 20% off all of their products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. And as it being set break portion of this show, we need to know, David, starting with you, what is your typical set break routine? And did you follow that last night or did you do something completely different? Well, I was uh, uh, solo at, at these shows, so um, not really part of the routine. I had rented a chair, which is a great touch at Bethel. to have. A, a, I was on the lawn, so I had a nice chair to sit down in during set break. Uh, and um, the whole time, ever since I got to the, like, as soon as I got on, like, the main drag into the venue, my cell reception was just like, all right, I'm, I'm out of here. And then 
during set break, it magically just started working out of nowhere. So I was actually able to send some texts, respond to some texts, and also checked Fish Twitter to see, to, to confirm what had or had not been played already this, this year. Uh, <laughs> so I pointed out that uh, the newest songs played in that set were uh, debuted in 1998. So Wow. <laughs> so awesome. Right? I didn't put that together. That is wild. All 1.0. Yeah. It was all 1.0. That's incredible. So do you do you do you hit the bathroom and the and like the drinks and food line during set break or do you just kind of sit in your spot and just like no, let it be? I I I no no song is a bathroom break song for me. I I'm there the whole time. <laughs> I I'm not, I like once that. I get to the stage I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. You're just there. That's it. Yeah. Right there. I love that. Um Jen what is your typical set break routine? And did you break it or follow it last night? You know, like hold on to my seat for dear life. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. No, last night we got in really late and um, I felt really unsettled personally during the first set because we like got there and I got to my seat two minutes before the lights went down because it's just hectic getting in last night. We're going much earlier today. Um, so I actually took some time during the first set to wander a little bit. We're seeing seven shows in, in this 11 days. And so for me, um, I, I feel like sometimes I can be like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom now. Um, I'm feeling like going to the bathroom. And I usually go towards the end of the first set so I don't have to deal with the separate nastiness. Um, and if you're at the venue tonight, go to the mic side uh, bathrooms and vending because um, they ran out of water on the tree side, like at set break. Really? And they wouldn't let us bring in any water bottles or anything last night, which is a whole other topic. I don't want to be bad vibes against the venue, but I felt like that was really shitty. Um, and uh, so last night I just sat, like I went and visited some friends that were a couple sections over, you know, because uh, I hadn't had a chance really to chat with anybody before the show because we got in so late. Um, but then mostly I just chill. I like to watch the chaos. Like one of the best parts of fish is people watching, you know, particularly at set break, like everyone's in their outfits, right. And they've got their glowy things and everyone's pretty sweaty because it's the summer, you know, but the ladies all have on their pretty dresses or outfits and sparkles. And, you know, the dudes have on like, their like rocking t-shirts, you know, everyone's got a strong t-shirt game. And so I just really actually like enjoy sitting there. Uh, maybe sharing a joint and, you know, just observing all the people and hopefully people come to me. Um, but yeah. I, I did my first phoneless concert a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I went and saw Bob Dylan and they put your phone in a pouch and they mm-hmm. give it to you and you can't access it. No way. That's cool. It was like the first time since I, I don't remember when yeah. 2.0 where I didn't mm-hmm. have a, sh- a, a phone at a concert mm-hmm. and, you know, probably even before, I don't know, maybe like early 3.0 where like I didn't have like a smartphone and on Twitter. I don't know, like when I got an iPhone. So like it was the first time like I was just at a show, just people watching before the show started. And it was such a different vibe than buried in your phone, scrolling through Twitter, texting with people about what's going on, like actually just being observant. I kind of felt like I was tripping. It was a very, uh, it was a pre Steve jobs has, uh, in, invaded our entire lives type of, uh, atmosphere. It was wild. Yeah. I tried, I tried to take some pictures during the show. I did not. Megan asked me, did you take any pictures during the show last night? I did not, but I generally don't pull my phone out at all. Um, unless I'm trying to coordinate to find somebody that I want to meet up with. Cause it just I'm feels the same. Like- yeah. I just want to be, I just want to be there in the moment. Me too. I love that. I love that. Well, let's get into 
the second set here. What you got, John? Yeah, Apparently forget the mute button. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, if you can't find me before the set, good luck getting me in that narrow set break window when I feel like capable of roaming because the phone goes in my pocket and very, it very rarely comes out. I know Brian was trying to text me when I was in Vegas and, and, and like you probably noticed my replies were very spread out. It I all came like looking. in a in a rush at like one o'clock in the morning. Your <laughs> <laughs> like, Vegas oh, yes. style. That's true. Okay. Happens. Uh-huh. All right. Respond right. that, that. Holy that, cow! That, that, yeah. Send. Put it away. Done. <laughs> so, the band takes a set break. We all do our own individual things during set break. The idea of holding on for dear life of your chair. That is, that is a sentiment that we, we vibe with here at uh, the health and friendly podcast. Um, set two, they come out, they play Mr. Completely. You enjoy myself. Fuego joy. Boogie on reggae woman, sense and subtle sounds, and then finish with an old school trio of Wilson possum and cavern before the encore being a life beyond the dream. Um, Jen, what was your big highlight? Sense, set two? sense, 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 always sense. You don't want to think always about sense. that for a second? Uh, no, I've been thinking about it since it happened. Friend? I haven't been able to let go. It's, you know, sometimes when you're at the show and you're like really enjoying yourself and then there's other moments where even if you're sober, you feel the music in a way that is beyond like just conscious comprehension. Like you're feeling it like on a cellular level. And like sense is one of those songs for me and um, you know, arcs behind the earth and spectral colors and the void. It's so pretty. And you know, they don't play it that often. And so, you know, you're not, you know, it's special to hear it. Um, I mean, I thought Mr. Completely would be longer. Like I was really shocked by, I mean, pleasantly shocked by the, you enjoy myself, but you know, Mr. Completely has been such a big jam vehicle for fish whenever they've played it. And I think it was like eight or nine minutes long, which is pretty long. Um, but then the second jam out of Yem after the vocal jam was pretty extraordinary as well. But my heart, my heart has got sense all over it. Especially when they do the intro to sense. Yes. It is just, yes. it's so and I'm so glad that that is now like, Part of it. I can't, I honestly can't tell you the last time they played it without the intro. It probably mm-hmm. was sooner than I'm thinking, but like to my, in my Didn't head, like it happened with Atlantic city where like they played, it without and then they played the intro the next night or something funny you're right yeah yeah, yeah. they yeah. they played it without on the second night thank you and then the first night they played the intro i think to open the show and then they went into moma dance and can i third night they did that mm-hmm. third night yeah the fact that on the cd they are tracked separately yeah and yeah. on fish.net they should be noted separately as intro <laughs> and then the song if they're going to yeah, play them interchangeably, sense. that would be the proper detail. So you're thinking it should be noted like weather report, sweet, prelude, weather let report, sweet, let it grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's probably a good Obviously. point. Obviously. Um, David, <laughs> what was your highlight for set two? I, I also had like on the list in my head of songs that I wanted to see at Bethel's uh, since with the intro uh, was one of them. But my, uh, yeah, my overall highlight was definitely that you enjoy myself. Um, like, like Jen said, I, um, I, I would, I would wanted that Mr. Completely to go longer. Um, it was like the late night two all over again when it got <laughs> ripcorded. But if you're going to ripcord a song. In TM. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Choose to do it with, and that's, that's a great pick. And yeah, I also love that they're continuing this like post vocal jam jam. And yeah, 
that that just uh, like whips the crowd into a frenzy. That was great. Yeah, I, I I have never seen Fish play Mr. Completely before. I don't think last night. Um, oh, that's cool. I, I mean, I've seen I've seen Tap play it a bunch of yeah. times, but yeah. I've, I don't think I've ever seen Fish play it. They haven't played. They've only played it a handful of times. Yeah, um, only a handful, and like you know, they played it that one time in two point and then they yeah, brought it back too. for uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was in Utah. Uh, Salt Lake in uh, seven fifteen oh three. It's been played show. thirteen times overall. Amazing show. That second set rules, and then three hundred and eighty shows, and it was played seven nineteen seventeen in um, Pittsburgh, and then at the Baker's Dozen. And I kind of remember thinking, like, okay, this is just a summer twenty seventeen thing. The song list is totally wide open because they're not repeating any songs. It's kind of come into the rotation. Like they played it uh four times last year and now twice this year so it's like slightly there but it's still just rare enough that like you know we're looking at gaps of like 10 15 11 shows whenever it gets played so um it, it is interesting shifting to the you enjoy myself as you talked about david they've like completely reinvented how they play this song it's like, crazy like the last right? three times they played it now Right, Deer Creek last night and Rock Lidditz, it's all gone yes. back to a second jam, which is crazy. It's wild because it. it's great. I saw it at the forum and it had a type two jam before the vocal jam. And then the vocal jam awesome was very version. short. Amazing version. Mm-hmm. The vocal jam was very short and then it went into MoMA dance. Um, I think, though, this new way that they play it, it has to be a slightly easier approach in the sense that they don't have to figure out a way to jam it in that middle section before they get to the drum and bass and then the vocal jam they just get to the vocal jam and the vocal jam is like they're just singing you know so like they can kind of go anywhere with the vocal jam and it seems like that allows them to go into a jam space in a totally unique musical segment every single time like it's all based on whatever they're singing rhythmically well the vocal jam is just a jam they're just not right. they don't have their instruments like trey picked up his guitar first and started playing it while mike was still vocalizing you know he was that was just, cool now i'm playing my part on the guitar as opposed to singing it um i mm-hmm. also want to talk about how when trey put down his guitar the way trey dances at a fish show is unique to Trey, just like every fish fan, it's kind of amazing and fun mm-hmm. to watch. And uh, Mike was getting the fuck down on his solo while Trey was dancing. It was awesome. Um, great, you enjoy myself. I really like the um, the call to go there instead of extending the Mister Completely Jam. I saw a few people on Twitter who were like, "Terrible ripcord." I'm like, shut up. Whatever you're reporting, you're reporting for you enjoy myself. Like there's but like that's this yeah. term ripcording. It's just like constantly overused. I'm just getting a little. If sick it doesn't of it, cause like, trauma, it's not yeah. a ripcord. It's okay yeah. exactly. if the band wants song. to play something else, right? Exactly. The band They're just has, actually moving to a different song. It's they've okay. completed what they've wanted to do with this song, so you should enjoy the next one. Yeah, you don't want them to play a song when they don't. Oh, they aren't into it. You don't want it. Uh, you mentioned Trey's dancing during the end. Uh, did anybody notice that Trey almost knocked his mic stand completely over? At the end, yes. he almost fell over. <laughs> no way. The, yeah, just yeah. as they're about to go back into singing again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Yeah, 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 that's how it ends up. Just a total vibe. Yeah, it's, 
that the you enjoy myself was my highlight. I mean, I, I will never argue with a sense and subtle sounds with the intro, especially like deep in a second set when like you're kind of starting to think, okay, the show might be over, but you know, we're getting close to that point, but then they open it and the lyrics are so insightful. They're so revealing about like kind of their overall world perspective of this band. And I, I feel like I learn something every time I read those lyrics and musically, like it just takes me back to 2003, but now that it's become semi in the rotation, uh, in, 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 in this era of fish, you know, it feels a part of where the band is at right now. There's just something timeless about that song that I can't believe it took them 20 years to write it. But I'm also really thankful that like, that's a song that came along 20 years into their career. I mean, it's really interesting. I have felt like we've, um, we skipped Banger, but we've done everything since Great Woods. And there's been a lot of, and maybe it's just my personal, you know, connection to this music and to this band. And these lyrics mean something to me. They're not nonsense. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, Fish's lyrics are nonsense. And I'm like, but they mean something to me. But like Sense is a great example. Yeah. Like, you know, um, allow the many moments to slip away. You don't have to count them. Just enjoy them one by one, you know, is a pretty big message. And I think especially, you know, since COVID and everybody's life has changed, you know, all of these like little lyrics mean a whole lot more, like even like Wilson, can you still have fun? You know, um, it's, uh, I, I'm glad I have a, an avenue for processing the world that involves this pretty music, you know, that they share with us. Well Well, to that. Yeah, that's, I mean, I agree with that in full. And to that point, like, um, they end the show with a life beyond a dream, which, you know, you're seeing these like two sides of the lyrics that the band is singing now, where sense and subtle sounds, there's something slightly vague in a really good way to those lyrics that can apply to anyone and anyone's like perspective on the world. And then a song like life beyond the dream, which is so specific about something that Trey went through, but also is this like very relatable experience that a lot of people have either gone through or are going through or are going to go through. Like everyone's going to lose someone that they truly, truly love. And a song like that speaks to just like the aging process that we're all going through that like, happens when you follow a band for 40 years and hearing like those types of lyrics that are written basically 20 years apart speak to these different places of these guys lives i think is just it, it every time i hear like the the evolving lyrical nature of this band I, I just get like that much more blown away well i mean how great i mean like what a uh, incredible um way to process such a hard loss for trade to write all of that music totally. and yeah. And, you know, what I mean, what a, an amazing way to be able to process all of that experience and to have the intensity and the emotion live on, you know, and then it also speaks to a lot of us, like you said, Brian, you know what I mean? We'll all at some point have a dramatic loss in our life that will affect us. And I lost my mom a couple of years ago. Um, and so, you know, I used to be like an eh about joy, you know, like an eh about miss you. And actually those lyrics are very profound. Um, you know, like the joy last night, you know, it's really, you know, we want you to be happy, you know, step outside the gloom and it could be like your personal situation or it could be like, you know, the planet's burning and democracy is collapsing, you know, but, um, you know, all like the music is such a nice way to like reassure me at least of the possibility still that's out there, you know, despite all of the, um, the challenges we are currently existing out there. Yeah, no, that's a really good way to put it. I appreciate that. Um, 
And the joy, yeah, it was uh, it was a really nicely placed joy coming out of Fuego, um, and and lyrically, it just like it hits you in that moment before Mike throws on the fuzz pedal and starts playing Boogie on Reggae Woman, and they just, you know, they get soulful and funky all over again. It's amazing. It, it was Mike's night. It was a big Mike night. Mike had a Trey. lot. He of sounded amazing. And singing last night. Was... Trey looked so jazzed as he looked over at Mike as he began playing Boogie on. Like he was like, uh, he was excited mm-hmm. as excited as the rest of us for what, mm-hmm. for that intro. Except for me. Cause I wasn't there and it's like one of my favorite covers and I was just kind yeah, of gutted, but involved. I was happy for everyone else who was getting it, but <laughs> no, it was awesome. It was Love great that at that point in the show. Um, anyone have any final thoughts about night one at Bethel Woods? Um, it's not so much about night one at Bethel Woods, but I would like to say that if you're planning on doing some shows this summer and you haven't finished your runs yet, you should plan on just adding some more shows wherever you can. Um, the playing's been incredible. The vibe is really great. Um, you can tell the band is excited and happy to be playing. Uh, it's so nice to see everyone after we didn't do much last year and it's so nice to see everyone after like two or three years of not really seeing everybody. So add more fishes to your itinerary <laughs> as soon as possible. As soon as possible. We added Philly at the last minute and it was a very good decision. You know, so that's you know I, I added Bangor at the last minute and was able to get a ticket right? to the pit two good for you. Great. Nice choice. Anyway, right? Very good choice. The in the pit was, was great, and I was not planning on going until two days before. So, yeah, that's good, mm-hmm. good advice. Go, go to more shows this summer. See, I had a couple possible. shows in Denver area. I'll be I don't there. Know be any good. I think, usually <laughs> I hear that place is kind of – it's like in Kansas, basically. It's not even in Colorado. Basically, yeah. yeah weird. You, you can kind of <laughs> see the mountains at that time of year. It's so smoky that you can just, like, barely see them. But, David, you said you last minute went to Bangor. Is that correct? Yes. That that is a show that that is why you decide to go to the extra show. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that down with disease, you're like, okay, whatever like I have to suffer for in terms of being tired or like whatever money I spent, all of it is worth it. Exactly. Yeah. I would not have expected a thirty minute jam three was that three shows into the tour? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Right, you never know what they're gonna do. We are what we're six shows in now and it's yeah. it's been it's been really great since the first night. It has like, it's just oh, yeah. everything it hasn't been perfect, but who's perfect? But I don't really care about that anymore either. Right. Like no, you know, it's like really high level. You know, it's like Philly, the first night of Philly. I think Trey was having a lot of equipment problems. He was fucking with his yeah. monitors a lot. And so there was some stuff that was off, um, but you know, we're all I here. I love that show. I love and that then show. there was the second set and they opened with more. And I was like, that's kind of weird. I like more. I actually yeah. bought a piece of lot. I, I bought a piece of lot art that says, that has more on it when I was in Philly, but it's a weird song to start that set with. And I actually kind of figured it out because there were so many people like flooding in, like while that song was going on, I assume they wanted everybody to get back inside to where they were. Um, before the Tweezer Fest started, I hadn't thought about that. When they start, when they started with more at Philly, the first thing I thought of was Alpharetta, where they did more into Tweezer. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. sure enough, you're good, you're good, smart, smart. Yeah, I'm pretty sure our uh, sometimes host and founder RJ was calling for Tweezer when more started, and yeah. people were looking yeah. at. It. He said his friends were like 
What? What are you talking about? It was like it was like a, it was like yeah. a breather to give everybody a chance to get back to their spots because you know people were also like, really messes with the people who live on the free first song on YouTube. Like it does. I have friends who complain about that. I, I will just say my PSA about more. I I did not like more at all. I did not. I do you, I do love it now, for whatever reason. The lyrics. I guess it's never really over, even when it's over. Hit me like a ton of bricks last year. Like blew my brain apart and i was like that is that is it that hooked me so i'm right there with that song right now love that song but we um we will be focusing here in our next episode on the next night tonight of bethel jen david thank you guys so much for hanging with us here today both of your perspectives thank you thank you yeah nice to meet you david and nice to meet you too david i'll see you out there I we'll see you guys you. at shows here this summer. I hope to yeah, see come say hi. You see yeah, please, same, please, same. It's a little strange, you know, when someone's like, hi, I know you from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's it. That's the way it happens. I'm, my husband is not on social media at all, and he's like, how do these people know who I am? And I was like, hey, what's your picture on the internet? <laughs> Sorry. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day, and we'll we see you guys, guys here soon. Thanks a lot. Have a great one. Bye, guys. Thanks so much. All right. All right. That was awesome. We had great, great guests today, and we'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow morning tune in at to 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Tune Time. into Whoop Plus tonight, 15 minutes after the encore, and I will be there talking about whatever the hell happens tonight. Whatever the Fun hell crew tonight, tonight, right? I think there's some, I know yeah, that you've got yeah. a couple of fun people on there with you. It's going to be so fun. It should be, should be amazing. I can't wait to watch that. And we will be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern to talk about night two at Bethel. And also tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, we will be hanging out, doing our pre-show hang. So very, very excited for all of these things. Small. Lots of hanging. Overexposure, maybe. I don't know. <sighs> Please, Jonathan, give hanging. the fans what they want. They just want more yeah. Jonathan Hart. Come on. I don't think anybody's asked for that, but okay. I am. They, I am. I'm a fan. Um, everyone have a great day out there. If you're going to the shows, hydrate, stay safe, be good to each other, be kind to each other. If you're watching from the couch, have fun. You know, these are really, really fun shows. The band is playing really well right now and it's a fun tour. And, uh, join us tomorrow, 1 PM Eastern to talk through whatever happens, whatever happens. I have no idea what's going to happen. Trey hasn't told me yet about what's going to happen tonight. Um, we've got, Two excellent guests tomorrow, Henry Schwab and Devin Rogerino. Really excited to talk with all of you guys and talk with you two again about fish from Bethel. Take care, everyone. We'll talk with you soon. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys.
Osiris. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal, the man, to Fat Mike from NoFX, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.